Hi, welcome back to Coffee with Creator. Hope you have your coffee or whatever it is that makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside and you're ready to talk about Jesus. I have my new Coffee with Creator coffee mug that I'm drinking my coffee out of. I'm so happy. I've recently switched to decaf coffee. I know, crazy, but I feel better. So decaf coffee all day, every day. Um, last week, we kind of talked about who am I? What does the Lord say that I am? What does the Bible say that I am? Um, who do I claim I am versus what should I claim that I am in Jesus' name? This week, I kind of am going to start in the same direction, but you'll see where it goes. So, I want you to stop and think for a second what you claim over your personality. So, do you claim, and this used to be me, still me on the hard days, um, I'm loud, I'm shy, I'm angry. Obviously, I'm not saying I claim all of these, but these are personality traits that a lot of us just say that we are. I am loud. Sometimes I think, yep, I'm too much, I'm loud, I'm obnoxious, I'm the one that's always talking, I'm always there to throw in some words for whatever someone wants to hear or doesn't want to hear. Um, some of you might say, well, I'm just shy. I would love to share the word of God. I would love to go and evangelize on the streets, but I'm just a shy person, so I'll just, I'll just sit here and let them do that because I'm just shy. Um, I'm an angry person. I get mad. I can't do this, this, or that because I'm going to get angry when I'm doing it. Um, I haven't ate since breakfast. I'm hangry, <laughs> and I just I can't function because I'm hangry. These are all things that we claim over ourselves that are just excuses. Excuses for us to not live the way that God calls us to live. Excuses for us to not do the things that he calls us to do. Just excuses to be worldly. And that's not right. So today, I really want to talk about what the world claims over us versus what the Lord claims over us when it comes to our words and our tongues and how we should act and what we should say in Jesus' name. So it's kind of going to be a little bit like last week. I'll pull up some verses, and we're just going to chat about these verses. I'll provide some personal testimony, and we'll go from there. So James 1, 19-20 says, Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. And when I first read this, you guys, I was thinking, Okay, quick to hear. I listen to people sometimes. Slow to speak. Oh gosh, well, I talk a lot. Slow to anger. Oh man, well, I claim that I'm hangry. I get road rage. Someone does something the way that I don't want it to be done at uh, work. I get angry. You know, there's all of these examples that we can think of. So I just wanted to read that scripture just to get us started. Quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. When this first, like this topic just came to my head, it was when I was reading through Ephesians. And in Ephesians 5, verse 4, it says, let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead, let there be thanksgiving. And when I was reading this, the first thing that popped into me, what? <laughs> the first thing that stood out to me was nor crude joking. A lot of times, I would say, I love the Lord, love him so much. Oh, this is so funny. Oh, yes, let me talk about this. Oh, yes, let me talk about this. But then I would make that crude joke that might be um, a that's what she said joke or, and I'm being really raw and honest with you guys because that was something that I struggled with. And reading through this, I was like, oh, no crude joking, no foolish talk, no filthiness. 
we don't, the Bible is not just talking about cursing. Don't curse. Obviously, that is included, but that's not all that it's talking about. So, I want to go ahead and jump into it. I'm just going to read through. I have 30 give or take verses here that I'm going to read through. May not read through all of them, but I just want to provide you guys with some insight from the living word of what the Bible says about our tongues, our words, and then how to take authority over those words. So, I'll start with Psalms 19:14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and redeemer. So, reading through this, when I first read it, preparing for this podcast episode, I thought, man, I do not pray enough over my words. I pray for so many things, but my words, it's just not something that I put enough exaggeration on. When in reality, my words, they can alter everything. And we'll learn that later in another verse. But moving on, Psalms 34, 13 says, Then keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Again, reading this, I think, man, I, what about that little white lie that was told on this day? What about that time where I just kind of stretched the truth a little bit just so they wouldn't think bad about me? That's included, you guys. Reading through Psalms 141.3. Set a guard over my mouth, Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. So again, get into prayer. Prayer, prayer, prayer over your words and your lips and your tongue. And just surrender all of it to the Lord. Proverbs 10.19. Too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. I read this and I just pictured the Lord standing in heaven looking at me and being like, Haley, shut your mouth. You don't have to provide a testimony every time someone speaks. You don't have to be seen every single time someone talks about something hard. You don't have to give everyone advice. Just let the Lord work. Just pray. Just listen. Just be there. So I encourage you to pray that over yourself as well. Um, Proverbs 10.31, the mouth of the godly person gives wise advice, but the tongue that deceives will be cut off. I'll let you do with that as, as you will. <laughs> Y'all can tell I'm tongue-tied, and I do not think that is a coincidence that the episode where I'm talking about tongues and words, that the enemy is trying to twist my tongue and get me to say everything wrong. So bear with me. Rebuke that in Jesus' name. No, thank you. Anyways. Proverbs 12, 14, wise words bring many benefits. So just a reminder, your wise words, when you stop, you think, and you choose them properly, will bring many benefits. Proverbs 12, 18, the words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Again, just another example of what sitting and, you know, just being steadfast in that prayer over your tongue can do. Proverbs 13, 3, the one who guards his mouth preserves his life. The one who widens Oh, see? Oh, my tongue is already getting twisted. The one who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. Proverbs 15, 1. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Proverbs 15, 2. The tongue of the wise commends knowledge, but the mouths of fools pour out folly. These are a lot of from Proverbs, so just bear with me. Proverbs 15, 4. A gentle tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness and it breaks the spirit. Proverbs 15, 28. The heart of the godly thinks carefully before speaking. I want to touch on this one for a second. There are so many times where I, and I give personal testimony because I'm the only one here, but 
so many times where I just don't think before I speak. I just want so badly to speak or to have my words heard or to have other worldly people approve what I'm saying or approve how I feel. So I just speak and then I'm like, why did I even say that? That wasn't necessary. No one needed to know that. It's just not important. It could have been kept in. I hope that I didn't make them think this way. And for starters, it doesn't matter what they think about you. But it's true. If you would just keep, stop and think before you speak, there are so many things that can come from that. So much fruit. Um, I just want to let you know. It's on my heart. It's on my mind. I'm going to say it right now before I keep reading these verses. There have been just in the past 30 seconds, so many times where I just want to stop the podcast and be like, I cannot do this today. We're just going to do it again another day because I'm getting so tongue-tied. But I I truly think that it's like a divine appointment from the Lord. Um, The enemy wants me to be tongue-tied and the Lord is like, no, you're talking about tongues. You're talking about words. Use it. So I'm just letting you know, I'm not going to stop. I might get tongue-tied again. But the enemy is not going to win. And I'm not going to stop reading these verses. And I'm not going to stop talking about it. So, Proverbs 18.21 says, The tongue has the power of life and death. And those who love it will eat its fruit. How wild. Your tongue has the power of life and death. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Proverbs 21.23 Watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut. And you will stay out of trouble. Proverbs 25.11 Like apples of gold and settings of silver is a word spoken in right circumstances. I want to touch on that really quick too. Right circumstances. So again, that's where we have to stop and think, do they need to hear what I'm thinking right now? Or am I just not able to keep it all in so I just need to spill it out because I'm of the world and I want them to hear what I have to say. So just take into account right circumstances. Proverbs 25, 25. Like cold water to a weary soul is good news from a distant land. Proverbs 29, 20. Do you see a man who is hasty in his words? There is more hope for a fool than for him. I bet you didn't know that the Bible had so much on tongues and words and using your language and communicating, but it does. And it's telling you there is more hope for someone who is hasty in his words. I mean, for a fool. Look at me. (laughs) There is more hope for a fool than a man who is hasty in his words. Proverbs 31, 26. When she speaks... Her words are wise, and she gives instructions with kindness. Stopping here. There have been so many times where I, I'm sure you, if you're a woman, have stopped and prayed Proverbs 31 over your life, over yourself. Lord, let me be a Proverbs 31 woman. Lord, let me treat my husband as a Proverbs 31 woman would. Lord, let me take care of my kids like a Proverbs 31 woman. Have I ever stopped and thought, man, that means that my words need to be wise, and I need to give instructions with kindness? Man, no, I haven't just sat and stopped and meditated on that. And even reading, she gives instructions with kindness. I know a lot of me, my friends, we work with children. And there are times when I do not give instruction with kindness. Instead, I get frustrated that they're not listening. I get agitated because I'm like, it's not that hard. Like, please just understand what I'm saying. It's not that hard. Like, that's how I feel towards the kids. But in reality... The Bible tells us, give instructions with kindness. So be slow to speak. Be slow to anger. Give instructions with kindness. All these things about our words and how we react using our mouth. It's just, it's really awesome that the Lord just gives us this manual of exactly what we should do. 
Matthew 12, 36. But I tell you that every careless word that people speak, they shall give an accounting for it the day of judgment. Some of these verses are going to be intense, and I don't want that to scare you, but I want it to be encouragement and just a way to push you to understand the importance of your tongue and your words. Matthew 12, 37. The words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. Matthew 15, 11. It's not what goes into your mouth that defiles you. You are defiled by the words that come out of your mouth. Matthew 15, 18. But the things that proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, and those defile the man. Mark eleven twenty three. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. So this part is just saying, like, We've been talking about a little bit in the past verses about how bad words can be harmful, bad um, reactions can be harmful, but this is saying when you use your words properly, correctly, and for the Lord, you can move a mountain and cast it into the sea. It's just how beautiful that the Lord gave us that power. It's only from Him. It's not our power. It is the Lord, the Holy Spirit inside of us. Romans 10.10 For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Ephesians 4.29 Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. James 1.26 If you claim to be religious, but don't control your tongue, you are fooling yourself and your religion is worthless. James 3.3-6 It says, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches, but a tiny spark can set a great great forest on fire. And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it is set on fire by hell itself. Whoa, that was a lot. I'm actually going to read that one again. It's James 3, verses 3 through 6. The tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches. So think about it. Your tongue has a really small part of your body. I mean, wiggle your tongue in your mouth right now. Move it around. It's it's small. It's in your mouth. Can't go far. Most of us can't touch our nose with it. <laughs> but it's telling us right here, it makes grand speeches. I do my podcast with my mouth. We share the gospel with our mouth. We also share gossip with our mouth and rumors with our mouth. So let's move on. But a tiny spark can set a great forest fire. So let's think about this in literal terms. Yeah, a tiny spark, someone can drop a a match on the ground, a cigarette on the ground, and that can set a whole forest fire. It can get the whole thing moving. But then let's think about our tongue. I can say, oh, that's not right. And then someone can say, well, Haley said that's not right. And then someone can say, oh, this isn't right. And then now we might have a whole congregation believing something isn't right. Or the listeners believing this isn't right. So just the tiniest little words or the tiniest little saying that you say to the wrong person or you say at the wrong time or you're, you don't pray over it first, you don't seek the Lord's guidance in it first, can set a great forest on fire. Continuing on with that uh, verse, James 3, 3 through 6. Y'all. Bear with me. (laughs) And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, 
for it is set on fire by hell itself. Just rest on that. James 3.10. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. How often are you blessing and cursing out of your mouth? How often are you talking about this person and blessing them and then thinking of another person and cursing them? Cursing doesn't have to be literally putting a curse on them because we don't do that. We don't believe in that. But just cursing someone, talking down on them, talking negatively about them, speaking to others about hardships that you have no right speaking about. You don't know their life. You don't know. And I, so cheesy, but thinking about you don't know them until you've walked in their shoes. You, you literally don't know anything about someone, but yet we are so quick to speak on their life or how they act. And now that we've kind of talked about what the Bible says about our words, what the Bible says about um, when to use our words, how to use our words, I really want to talk about how to begin watching your words and what the Bible says about that. So um, just to get started, I want to talk about it's okay to say nothing. (laughs) It's okay to not talk. It's okay to not be involved in the conversation. And it's okay to listen. Just saying. Proverbs 10.19 says, When words are many, transgression is not lacking, but whoever restrains his lips is prudent. So it's okay. Like, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. Like your mom used to tell you. But in reality, really, it's okay to say nothing. I even have a sticky note on my wall when I record my podcast that says, It's okay to sit in silence. The Lord will be there. Because there's times where I think, man... I need to be doing something. I need to be saying something. Should I call someone? Should I tell them this? But it's okay to do nothing at all. It's okay to say nothing. Um, Of course, there's a time to speak, but there's also a time to be quiet. Um, Next, avoid speaking in anger. So James 1.19 says, Know this, my beloved brethren. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Um, There's just something about when you're angry that makes it so easy to say unkind things or to say unnecessary things. When we're angry, it is so easy to snip at someone. And just my husband, for example, love him so much. It's Lord and then it's Dawson. Love him with all of my heart. But there are times when I'm like, man, that was annoying. (laughs) Like, wow, I'm frustrated. And how you react to that, especially in a godly marriage, just praying over my tongue and reacting with, wow, he's a human. He did something that maybe made me upset, but I don't have to react to that right now. And the way that I react to that could be a difference between an argument in a marriage and just going through it peacefully and not having to argue with your significant other. When you avoid speaking in anger, not only are you following what the Bible says, but you're also just living a peaceful life with the Lord, just like Jesus did. Um, Next, just when we are taking control of our words, Keeping it clean. So Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. So remove all of that corrupting talk. That might be swearing, that might be gossip, that might be crude jokes, that might be sarcasm. All of these things that just aren't fruitful for the Lord, aren't beneficial for his kingdom, remove them. There's no point for them to be there. Am I saying that I do this 100% of the time? No. Am I saying that I aim to and I strive to? Yes. But the Lord knows we're not perfect and it's okay to slip and fall, but your goal and your identity should be in what the Lord says, 
and what the Lord calls you to do. And he calls us to have no corrupting talk come from our mouths. Um, another thing that can help with your words is controlling your thoughts. The Bible says in Philippians 4, 8, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So what are you thinking about? Are you dwelling on something that happened two weeks ago? Are you thinking about how... Oh, excuse me. <coughs> Pardon me. Are you thinking about how your coworker could have done something differently and it would have made life so much easier? Are you thinking about how you wished you would have talked to your significant other about something, but you didn't, and now he's just doing it over and over again? What are you, what are you thinking about here? There's a lot of times where I find myself when I'm frustrated or in anger where my thoughts are the first thing to go. My thoughts are the first thing that are like oh, I need to go tell them this. I need to go get this right. I need to go tell them how it is. Um, just an example, I have people that come and mow my lawn because I, I rent my property and my landlord pays for someone to come and mow it. And I think like, man, if they would just mow on a different day, my dog can't go outside right now because they're mowing. I can't record the podcast because it's too loud. How annoying. Like, should I just go tell them to do a different house right now? But what what is the benefit of that? We were just reading earlier how it says, instead, rejoice and be thankful. So instead, I, guys, it's hard, but I try to stop and think, wow, thank you, Lord, that I have a lawn that needs to be mowed. Thank you, Lord, that I have a place for my dog to go to the bathroom. Thank you, Lord, that I have a yard for my dog to play in. Thank you, Lord, that I don't have to get out there in this heat and mow my lawn. Thank you, Lord, that someone else can do it so my husband can be inside and spend time with me when he gets home from work. So just resting in that thankfulness instead and um, controlling those thoughts and quickly flipping them. The next one is guard your heart. Matthew 12, 34 says, You brood of vipers, how can you speak good things when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you guys, if we want to speak good things, we need our heart to be full of good things. Nothing nothing can come from, if I have a bad heart, no good words can come from it. So just guard your heart. Don't let the negative things in. Don't let someone talk you into doing something that you shouldn't be doing, you know? Just guard your heart there. Um, same with, just fill your heart with the word of God. So if you have this heart that you're like, I don't know if it's good or not, <laughs> just Fill it with what the Lord says. His Bible is called the living word. It is still living today. It is still true today in its entirety. Read through it and fill your heart with his word so that your heart can be good and you can speak from that. Lastly, I just want to talk about praying without ceasing. So in order for our words to be good, our heart to be good, our tongue to be controlled, we've got to ask God to help us because we were born of man in this world and we cannot do that on our own. We can't do anything without him, but with him we can do everything. So just pray without ceasing. Pray, Lord, Lord, please cover my tongue, my words. Please just help me. With all of those verses we just read, you guys, you can pray each and every one over your life, over your family. But Lord, please just give me the words to say. Let me be slow to speak. Let me be slow to anger. Don't let me speak out of malice. It's just, it is going to be hard. But I want you guys, after reading and while I'm closing, I want you guys to think, when was the last time you stopped 
before you spoke and caught yourself and said, Lord, give me the words to say. Lord, change my heart. Lord, I don't want to be angry with this person. Please show me how to be thankful. Lord, let me be kind. Lord, give me wise words. I can only speak from you. And that's something that I think is a daily struggle for most people that I know. If not, please tell me your secret. (laughs) But just stop and think. Your tongue is so small but can do great damage. So I just want to pray for you guys really quick and we will close out. Lord, I thank you for coming here today. I thank you for being with us while we just talk about our tongues and our words and how we should serve you, Lord. I pray that the listeners listening today, God, I pray that they know that their tongue is, could be of great use, God. You don't call them to be shy. You don't call them to be timid. You don't call them to be angry. You don't call them to be too much. There is no such thing in your kingdom, Lord. So I just pray that today they understand who they are in you and how useful their tongues can be when their heart and their tongues and their mind and their words, when they're all for you, God. Not just halfway in, halfway out, God, but all for you. I just pray this over their week, over their day, over their life, God, that they would use their words to further your kingdom, Lord. I ask all this in your precious name. Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening. Listen, I just want to say thank you for bearing with me when my tongue's cut tied and I just could not speak. I was saying the wrong words. I was reading the wrong thing. My notes were jumbled. I truly think the enemy was like, oh, you want to talk about tongues? You want to talk about your words? You want to talk about how to speak and further God's kingdom? Here, well, I'm going to inhibit that. I'm not going to allow that. And it's just a prime example of pushing through and relying on the Lord in all things, even in our words. So thanks for bearing with me. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Hope you had time to finish your coffee or whatever. Makes your heart warm and fuzzy. And I can't wait to talk to you guys next time. Bye.